Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker Cuzcast. We are recording this episode on Thursday, November 3rd. We couldn't record last night because of Game 7 of the World Series. The Cubs finally got a victory in the World Series, first time in 108 years. It was a great series. Uh, I'm your host, Justin. Joining me are Tyler and Derek. How's it going, guys? Great. Going good. How about those Cubbies last night? Awesome. That was the most watched baseball game in 25 years, over 28 million viewers. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was an amazing game. If you're a Cubs fan, you know you just have to be a baseball fan. Just so much uh, excitement and emotion going into that game. What a roller coaster! Uh, I'd rather talk about that game than uh, the Wisconsin game. Uh, we suffered our first loss this year, and uh, it was it was it was pretty rough. I think, uh, Tyler, what did you think of the game? You know. And, and, and obviously that was a heartbreaking game, and, and it was rough in a lot of ways. But, you know, let me just start on a positive note. You know, we've seen our team come to Madison the last two times before this and just get run out of the field. I mean, we went on the road against a very, very good Wisconsin team, and we played them to the brink. And, you know, maybe a pass interference call in overtime, maybe a little bit better throwing ball. We pull out the victory in spite of all the challenges we had that game. It's funny on that uh, that the final play of the game. I thought Stanley Morgan. I thought he was going to come down with that catch. That would have been a spectacular catch if he would have pulled it off. You know, double coverage or whatever. That's uh so close. It uh, almost reminded so me of close. yeah. It almost reminded me. I can't remember which game it was. Was it last year where Alonzo Moore laid out to make that? Uh, a great catch or could have been a great catch in the end zone. I, I forget what game that was, but it, it just had that same feeling. It was like, oh, he almost had it, you know, and uh, they, they just set it up for us, missing that extra point in overtime. It was like, you know, karma was finally coming our way for once against uh, Wisconsin. You know, all the bad luck that we've had, and it, we just couldn't get there. Derek, what are your thoughts? Well, you talk about that last play. You know, I I don't know if this was a uh, play calling or if it was Tommy Armstrong's decision to throw it to the end zone. We only had three receivers go out on that play, and I don't understand why you only have three receivers going out when you know you have to pass. But to throw it to the end zone, 22 yards, when all you need to do is pick up eight to try and keep the drive going, I I disagree with that. but even beyond that, there were so many opportunities we had that we could have won that game. We should have even gone to overtime. The, the mismanage of the clock in the fourth quarter, we got the ball back with a minute 43 left. And we were moving the ball really well until we got to midfield, and then it was like we just gave up and let the time run out. Yeah, that's and all of a sudden, here it is, third down. And instead of just trying to get the field goal range, we throw a long bomb down to the 10-yard line. What, what are you guys doing? Go get in field goal range and let Drew Brown kick a 50-yard field goal if you have to. Rather than go for it all, I I didn't understand that. But defense played spectacular in this game. Outside of a few plays, Corey Clement had 82 yards on us for the whole game, and 41 of them came off one play. Yeah, and that was in the fourth quarter, which which ended up leading to a missed field. But well, again, Wisconsin let us. 
gave us every chance to win this game, and we just didn't take advantage. Go ahead, Derek, you're 100% right on the play calling. I mean, there were so many bad calls down the stretch of that game, and you know, going into overtime, and you know, if you're run the ball guy, you've got to be excited. But I don't know why we gave Newby two carries in a row when he had wow. to run the ball up the middle for four yards that game. You run two plays up the middle. I, I mean, you. I just you talk about that field goal drive. That, I mean, we ran that swing pass to Newby. I mean, that was make it creative. I understand not wanting to turn the ball over when you have all the momentum, but. Do a creative screen. Do a, give yourself a chance to make a drive with a minute left. It just play calling yeah. the whole fourth quarter was just suspect. And you know, I was reading an article, and they were talking about referring to, you know, back to camp when we struggled with two minute uh, uh, two minute drives, and we couldn't even practice them very well. And I just wonder if that played in the factor of just you're really calling plays in the game. But it was it was not play calling aggressive it wasn't really play calling in my opinion at all well you you talk about the running up the gun twice in overtime that first play was a zone read that armstrong just didn't read right he shouldn't have gave it to newbie he had wide open field mcnitt had a great block on the edge he probably could have ran for eight or nine yards if he if he if, if he'd have kept the ball and ran to the outside with it but instead he handed it off to newbie and newbie ended up getting like three yards out of it, I think and then the second play, we ran that draw play, which we ended up losing a yard on, which yeah. I don't – that play I didn't like because we couldn't run it up the gut on them all day. I don't know why all of a sudden in overtime you think we can do it. The third play, the pass interference, so be it. I, I, I don't want to blame the refs on this game. Although an interesting stat I did see. So there were only three penalties taken in this game. Yeah. Two against Nebraska and one against uh, Wisconsin. There were a few that were declined. But the interesting one was nobody got a first down off of a penalty. Wow. Neither team got a first down off of a penalty. I don't know if I've ever seen a game where nobody got a first down off a penalty before. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, the two-minute offense goes, but don't you think that could be attributed to the struggles of Tommy Armstrong as of late? I mean, Tommy Armstrong has not been playing good football lately. He he just hasn't. He's struggling there. No, he hasn't. It, he was he was twelve for thirty one with two interceptions in this game. I mean, that's and, and you go beyond fifty percent. Yeah. If you go beyond that, you know, you look at the last four games. You know, you, he started the season red hot. You know, through the first four games, he had eight touchdowns, one interception. Over the last four, he has three touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, this isn't a one week struggle. I mean. We've yeah. been winning, so we haven't really we've given him kind of a pass, but he hasn't been great or even good the last few No, and and when we get to Ohio State, he's going to have to be good. We're going to have to be able to run the ball. Uh, there's just so many things that we need to fix headed into a huge game like Ohio State next week. Or in two days, you know? It's it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the another non uh, Nebraska Wisconsin news, I guess you know the the college football committee they released their poll this week. That was pretty interesting Tuesday night. Uh, did you guys see anything in there that uh, stood out to you, Derek? Well, I mean, I think the obvious one is Texas A and M being ranked over Washington. 
And the pundits are saying that it's because Texas A&M has played a tougher schedule. I, you know, if you look at it, I don't know what they really have. They, they haven't beat anybody that great outside of Auburn, which I understand they're ranked pretty high, but Auburn wasn't that great at the beginning of the year. And that's when A&M played them was towards the beginning of the year. A, Auburn's kind of picked it up a little bit since then. But I, I don't know that – outside of that, A&M hasn't really beat anybody. They got crushed by Alabama. Yeah. What was it, last weekend, whatever. Or the weekend before, I guess. I guess they were at a bye week last week. Right. Uh, Alabama did. But uh, outside of that, I, I think everything's pretty well expected, I guess. Tyler, do you see anything that's interesting in there? Yeah, you know, you know, Derek, you're right. That A&M is probably the most, you know, thing that stands out the most. But for me, the thing that made that interesting, it wasn't that they're over Washington. Because that'll fix itself if Washington keeps winning. The fact they're over Louisville. You know, everyone thought if there was going to be a second team in a conference to somehow sneak in the playoff, it was going to be Louisville. But if both those teams went out where the committee has them, I don't know how A&M ends up, how Louisville jumps them. And, and besides that whole conundrum, I don't know how Penn State, they have 12th in the country. That I mean, that just is mind-baffling to me. Well, you talk about Louisville, but let's not forget, you know, the, this uh... – committee has been known to kind of shake things up from week to week. You know, you know, the last week of the first playoff, we went had TCU drop from, like, what, number, what was it, like, number three to number six? Yeah. After, after a big win. And so they're, they're going to eventually sort it out. I, it's hard to read too much into a first week of their poll, but... Uh, well, uh, real quick for the for our listeners, uh, all seven of them out there, uh, I just want to go over the top ten real quick of the committee's uh, top ten. Uh, it's Alabama, two Wisconsin, three Michigan, four Texas A and M, five Washington. Hold on, hold on. I think you meant Clemson instead of Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, two is Clemson, uh, three Michigan, four Texas A and M. Five Washington, six Ohio State, seven Louisville, eight Wisconsin, nine Auburn, and ten Nebraska. And then, as Tyler mentioned, uh, Penn State in at twelve. Uh, but in looking at this, I think the committee is placing a high value on strength of schedule. They're rewarding teams that are going out there and playing the top teams, and especially winning. Uh, you know, that's that is why Penn State probably hit 12 at uh, a 6-2 and two record because of they had the Ohio State win. Uh, and that's what keeps teams like Wisconsin that have played a top 10 heavy team, top 10 heavy teams, and they're, they're still at number 8. Uh, so, and then, you, you know, talk about strength of schedule, Baylor being uh, punished at number 17 because they don't play anybody. So I think this is they're setting a good map in the future for teams to schedule like real teams. Uh, if you want to be considered in the top twenty-five, you better play somebody. So that's 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 well, my little thoughts. Let's let's just give the committee a little bit of praise for making Oklahoma the highest-ranked Big Twelve team at fourteen. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Only one top fifteen team for the Big Twelve. I'm they're, loving that. They're not looking good. They don't. They don't play defense out there. But uh, so they, you know, they definitely don't like the Big Twelve. They definitely don't like the Big Twelve. That committee. 
They, it's kind of, that's a terrible conference right but, now. It really is. You know what? They haven't liked the Big 12 either. I mean, uh, the year that you t- were talking about when TCU was dropped down from uh, three to six and then Baylor, you know, neither Baylor or TCU made the uh, playoff and there was talk for a short time where both of those teams were going to make it. But you know what? They don't, there's no conference championship game yet until next year, but there's not a lot of heavyweights in the Big 12. But enough of that. We got a big, big game this weekend against Ohio State. Uh, now that the committee released their poll, you know, I would have said number nine, Nebraska at number six, Ohio State. But with their poll, it's number 10, Nebraska at Ohio State. Tyler, how do you see this game? You know, I mean, you have been thinking a lot about a lot of games this year, and I, I don't think I have been more confused or had doubt about a game this whole year. I honestly don't know what to think. Ohio State is easily the best offense we've played all year, and they have a really good defense to go around with it. I mean, they have athletes, five stars across the board. I mean, this is a game that could be the worst loss of Riley's career here in Lincoln so far. However, you look at what you know Ohio State has done the last four games, they haven't been impressive. I mean, you know, you go back to Indiana, not really impressive at home against them. Went to overtime with Wisconsin. We did that too. They came out on top, but about the same. But these last two weeks, losing at Penn State, a team that lost a pit, um, and then beating Northwestern by four points, being tied going into the fourth quarter at home, I mean, Northwestern is playing a lot better ball, but it's Northwestern. I mean, I don't know what to make of Ohio State. It's going to be a really interesting game. Derek? You know, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the last couple of games, which, I mean, everybody knows what Ohio State's done these last couple of games. But the funny, this is a, this to me is a, uh, a reason for optimism if you're a Nebraska fan. The fact that, yes, Ohio State has one of the best defenses the country. They're only giving up 295 and a half yards a game, which is sixth in the nation. But two other last four or two other last three games, they've given up over 400 yards a game. And one of those was to Northwestern, who's 93rd in the in all of football in total offense. And you just gave up 400 yards to these guys. Something's going wrong at, at Ohio State. Now, can they fix it? Absolutely. They have the talent. They could definitely fix that. But. I'm just hoping they can't get it fixed by the time Nebraska comes through. Uh, one stat I was I seen just to give you a little optimism too is Nebraska is nine and zero when we outrush the, the opponent under under Riley so far under in, in his career. So if we can get the running game going and maybe shut down their running game a little bit, I think we have a pretty good chance of winning this game. Yeah. But, I and think, then you know, and the, 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 it's so it, to give us more optimism on the rushing. They have not had a hundred-yard rusher since Rutgers. Um, Ohio State hasn't been running the ball very well, and you know, Derek, you know, you talked about stats. And I think you know, we look at our defense, and we played well, you know, in and out of some games. You know, depends how it is. And you look at the stats; our rushing defense has been average. But an interesting stat. When it comes to holding teams to under three yards of carry on a run, we are a top 20 rushing defense. 
it means we've given up the 20 uh, we very rarely give up those two to three yard carry we get we get shredded time to time we give the 15 yards but we do a good job of playing teams behind the down ohio state has not been explosive these last few weeks and jt barrett has struggled we get them behind the down a little bit. We have some reason to believe that the nation's leading interception team that we have, we might be able to get some plays and we might be able to pick them off. I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic about this game. Yeah, definitely. I, I think our defense is the key that could keep us in the game. Uh, and Derek, you were talking about Northwestern going over 400 points or 400 yards. Remember when uh, they played Wisconsin and Wisconsin had 450? What what were we talking about? You know, we're talking about Wisconsin. They finally found their offense, and uh, yeah. you know, Wisconsin's back. But you know what? It was just the start of a uh, a bad trend for Ohio State where they're not playing well at all. So I think that bodes well for us because uh, our offense has been in a slump. So it's not like we're going against one of these top defenses. Like I, I think Wisconsin's defense was a, a lot better. They're a lot better than Ohio State. Ohio State probably has better athletes, but Wisconsin's defense as a whole plays better than Ohio State. Uh, but well, I, I, I will I will tell you this is an interesting deal is uh, Ohio State has only allowed three rushing touchdowns all year long. That's pretty good. But but also remember. Wisconsin had only given up four rushing touchdowns on the year, and we got two on them. Yeah. So hopefully we can rush, well, still, still run the ball, and maybe get some touchdowns, even though they don't give them up much. I think. Well, so. you know, you you were talking about that, you know, to win this game, what we're gonna have to do, and to me, it's not fair. It really isn't. But this game comes down to Tommy. I mean, Tommy, you said he needs to be good this week. He needs to be great. He really does. He needs to show up. He needs to, you know, put up 300 plus yards total offense and kill those turnovers and get rid of them. I mean, we've got to see good Tommy this week, and not. I mean, he's got to be great, and that may not be fair to him. He's not 100, percent and I don't know if he's ever going to be Tommy 12K, but he he needs to be that for us to win in Ohio State. I don't think there's any way we can go about it. I don't know if we can win without having a good or a great performance from Tommy Armstrong. I don't think the I don't think what he put out there against Wisconsin obviously obviously that's not going to get it done. There's it's no. He's going to have to unless unless our running game, we find our running game and we can actually have a legitimate run like you're talking about Derek, you know, under Riley 9 and 0 when we outrush I'm not absolutely confident we can be that team to outrush them. Do you? I don't know. That's it's gonna be a tall order, I think. You know, I, I will say this: I don't see us running for 200 plus yards. The question is: is what are we gonna be able to do to limit that? I mean, I I think you know in the past we you know going to Wisconsin, I felt I knew a lot more about Wisconsin than I did about us. I didn't know what we had to offer. This, this week's almost the opposite. I don't have a good read on this Ohio State team. I mean, we all know the talent they have. They start the season so hot, but, I mean, these last few weeks have, are damn near perplexing. I mean, they have not looked good. I don't know what they have to offer. Well, you're talking about the rushing. You know, uh, you got to keep in mind, you know, they're replacing Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he, is a fa- he was so good. I mean, 
look at him at the Cowboys right now. I mean, that's the same guy that they had there. So that's why they look so great running the ball. They may not have that guy right now. Uh, but I just want to bring up real quick, you know, as far as us running the ball, uh, we're going to have three uh, uh, starters on the offensive line that were walk-ons or are walk-ons. Uh, <laughs> that's how decimated we are on the O-line. So that, that just that scares me. Uh, it, you know, we, we, we were talking about with Wisconsin, and we, we put a little bit of blame or a lot of blame on Tommy or the play calling. But this season, and a lot due to injuries, our offensive line has not been great. No. Well, you, you know, just to, just to backtrack just a little bit, I'm sorry, I hate doing that, but, you know, and I, another thing to look for is, uh, so this uh, Damon Arnett, the, the cornerback for uh, Ohio State, he was the one covering Austin Carr last, last week, all, all the whole game pretty much. Austin and he gave up eight catches for 158 yards. And this is a game. This is going to be the guy's probably most likely going to be covering uh, Western Camp through the whole game. So if if Armstrong can be at least good and get the ball to Western Camp, if he can get open that good, we might be able to throw the ball on him pretty well. And and, and as far as stopping their run goes, if we if we stack the box and try and stop their run, I think we're okay. Ohio State is ninety seventh nationally in yards per completion, so they're not dumping the ball downfield far no you you dare jt bear to throw i mean that that's the game plan i mean if you're banker this week i think the game plan's obvious you put seven eight guys in the box you put gary or maybe one of the williams as a spy on barrett and you sit there and you say okay clue okay jones okay Williams, you, you guys make plays on one-on-one and you live with the consequences. They're fast. They could burn us. I mean, that's a possibility. But you live with the chance that JT Barrett with pressure may not be that great. But I, I, I think the game plan defensively is is a no-brainer this week. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, you know, Nebraska struggles with running uh, quarterbacks. You know, we've just been burned so much – when you were t- talking about uh, putting a spy on uh, JT Barrett like with Gary or something, I for some reason my mind just wandered and just thinking of all the other quarterbacks that have just we've made we've made them look like these Heisman candidates running for a hundred yards on us. Uh, we got well, we got to problem is JT Barrett is a Heisman candidate. I, well, I mean. you're right, you're right. You know, but we'll we'll add to the, we'll add to that tape though if. Uh, we get careless there. We got we got to be d- disciplined on defense for sure. I mean, I feel like this is a game that we are going to wake up Monday morning or Sunday morning, and we're going to either say, "Holy shit, look where the program's <laughs> at," or it's going to be one of those games that this is going to be a highlight reel they're going to show during the NFL draft with all of Ohio State players. Oh, I yeah. mean, it just seems like it could be it, it could go either way. Yeah, it's. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited for it. There's uh, actually several good games on uh, this weekend. As let's get into our picks. Derek, how did we do last week? Well, Tyler wins a week finally. No way. Yeah, he went four and two. 
It got us in that Oklahoma State or Oklahoma State West Virginia game. Who would have thought? Don't trust Big Twelve. Who would have thought? Don't yeah, trust the Big Twelve. Who would have thought Tyler would have outsmarted us on a game like that? God dang. Uh, so overall, me, me and you both went three and three. Tyler went four and two. Overall, Tyler's at fourteen and nine. I'm at thirty-seven and twenty, and you're at thirty-four and twenty-three. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our picks this week. Uh, we got a, a battle of the service academies here: Air Force at Army. Tyler. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watched a lot of either of these two teams play, but uh, Air, Force, Air Force has run the ball pretty well this year. They've had a history of doing that. I got Air Force winning a really tight game. Derek? Well, maybe it's because I was in the Army, but Army's got the better defense. They're only giving up 266.8 yards per game. They're running the ball. I mean, they, they can't pass the ball worth a crap but they're getting like 340 yards a game running i, I think army wins this game I, it'll be a close game but i think army wins yeah uh, both, both these teams are five and three i thought this was going to be a good game to pick just because you know army's actually five and three uh they've been so bad uh in previous years and you know that total defense number that you gave derek that's that's good for number three in the country that's how impressive that is uh, you know, they're up there with the likes of Alabama, you know, with the big names. Uh, Army, they've only been to two bowls in the last 20 years. The last one was in 2010. Uh, and I think Army beats Air Force to become bowl eligible. So next game, we got number eight, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Tyler. You know, this is an interesting game. I mean, we were talking about with Ohio State. You know, one of the reasons Ohio State struggled against Northwestern is because Northwestern is actually a pretty good ball club. They're not the same team that started this season one and two. Um, they played some good ball lately. And Wisconsin has not won at Northwestern since 1999. I was in high school then. I may have been middle <laughs> school. I mean, that's a long time. They have not won there. Wisconsin's had a brutal schedule this year. They have been beaten out. That's got it pay a toll. I think Northwestern pulls the upset this weekend, or at least I'm hoping that happens. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I would love to agree with you. And, and the fact that they haven't won there since 1999, that is just a blind stat. It's like, oh my god. That is a long time. I, mean, yeah, I, remember, I, I understand that in 2011, they didn't play them every year there for a few years because they were in the other division. And you're only playing every other year at Northwestern. I mean, I understand that too, but that's a long time to not win on the road at a, at a team like Northwestern. But I, I think Wisconsin figures it out this time. I I think their defense is a little too much for Northwestern. Their, their offense still isn't great, although they looked really good against Ohio State. But I still don't know that that's because Ohio State's defense is playing poorly or if Northwestern's really figuring anything out. But I'm going to go with Wisconsin in this one. Well, Northwestern, they've definitely been playing solid football the last four weeks. And you know what? We need Western to win this one to help us get to Indy in case we fall to Ohio State. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my pick here. 
I'm going to go with Northwestern because I'm going to be rooting for Northwestern in this pick, in this game. <laughs> you know, I, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I'm going with Northwestern. Well, I think we'll all be rooting for Northwestern, but I yeah. think Wisconsin will do it. So, all right. All right. Here we go. TCU at number 17, Baylor. Well, another classic Big 12 showdown. Uh, yeah, there's going to be no defense played in this game. Uh, Kenny Hill for TCU has been pretty bad this year. TCU is completely underachieved this year. Baylor wins. They win big. They're not that good, but no one in the Big 12 is. Yeah, look, uh, TCU is bad this year. They're, they're not even a good team. Well, I think their record's, what, 4-4, four and four, yeah. if I remember right. They're, at, they're 500 ball club. They're not good, they, and they've, some of the people they've lost to aren't good teams. So, yeah, I think I think Baylor wins this game. I think they win it pretty big. I, I think Baylor wins, but it's going to be tight. TCU, they've been in some dog fights, but uh, Baylor squeaks by. We got uh, Tyler's second favorite team in the world. We got Iowa at 12 Penn State. You can figure out which one is the number two favorite. Yeah, nothing like those idiots out wandering around. Uh, I mean, I was just coming off a bye week. I mean, we all agreed that Penn State's not that good a team. I mean, they're coming off a bye week. At some point in time, I was going to show up, right? Yeah, I don't think so either. Penn State wins. They win big. <laughs> you know, that this game, that, kind of a coin flip game for me. I don't know. I picked Penn State because they're at home, basically. I, I, I think Penn State's riding still hot. Maybe still riding a little high off beating Ohio State. Iowa just hasn't proven anything to me this year, so I can't. I, I struggle to pick for them right now. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's same Iowa. Same Iowa story, different week. Uh, Penn State, I like the way they've been trending lately. They didn't have a hangover after the Ohio State win, and they crushed Purdue. They crushed them bad. I yeah, think they did. I think they'll get it done at Iowa. Line is seven on that game, and uh, I think Penn State covers. I do, too. Uh, here we go. Here's a big one here. Number one, Alabama at 13 LSU. You know, both teams are coming off of a bye week. Um, you know, Ed Orgeron, he's got a history of getting those teams up to play a big game. It's in Baton Rouge. Um, that's that's on my bucket list places to watch a football game. Um, you know, that, that stadium is going to be rocking. I picked against Alabama once on this cast. I ain't doing it again, but it would not shock me if LSU pulled that upset. But I got Alabama winning the game. Nice. You know, you know LSU is really kind of turning it around since uh, Les Miles got fired. And they're, they're looking a lot, like a lot better of a team. But at the end of the day, they just don't have what it takes to beat Bama. I, Bama's unreal good right now, and I don't. I don't think LSU's got it. No, you know Ed Orgeron. He really wants to be the head coach at LSU. If he and if he just plays Alabama close, I, I actually like Ed Orgeron. I, I like I like the way he talks. Uh, I can hardly understand him, but he's just funny to listen to. <laughs> like damn water boy going on there. But uh, yeah, Alabama. They're just too good. 
you know, outside of the five point win at Mississippi, they're destroying everybody by at least 19 points. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to beat LSU by 19 points, but they're going to put a whooping on LSU. And, oh, I'm bad. Yeah, I think so. And here we go. This is the game of the week. Uh, we got uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet doing the game. Nebraska, Ohio State. The line is 17 by the, on this, by the way. Weird. We get no respect. We're like Rodney Dangerfield. No respect we get here in Nebraska. Um, guys, I don't really know how to take this game. I mean, this this is this is a tough game to call. I don't know which Ohio State team's going to show up, and I don't know what Tommy Armstrong's going to show up. But last week was not a good sports week for me with uh, – Huskers losing and the Cubs winning the World Series. I gotta believe the sports gods had some karma in store for me, and uh, I think Nebraska wins thirty-one to twenty-eight. Wow! Wow! Uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning the other way. The sports gods were way too good on me having my Cubs win, and I just don't think they're going to give it to me another week in a row. Uh, Ohio State leads in most, mostly all the major stats. Uh, unless we can stop at Curtis Samuel, the H-back they have, who's going to be their go-to guy for most of it. He's running the ball a lot. He's catching the ball a lot. Uh, if we can't figure out how to stop him, I think we're in trouble. I, I think Nebraska, Nebraska won't get blown out, but I do think we'll probably lose 31-24. Well, that, uh, that 17 points is a lot of points. I just I don't see that. Uh, I think this is a very winnable game for Nebraska if we do something that we haven't seen all year, and that's play four quarters and see a good game out of Tommy Armstrong. Oh, my God, I'm starting to talk myself out of this right now. But, uh, <laughs> but my God, I don't know where I'm going with this. But I think the defense is the one that's going to keep us in the game. I'm hoping that we get a uh, something good out of uh, personnel on a punt return to set up something. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just shooting for a pair. But I'm going to I'm going to take Nebraska 24-20 here. Uh, I got to I got to go with Nebraska. I I would not bet on this game this week. I, I was oh. one of my guys that said he's like it's 17 points. That's a lot of points. Nebraska's going to cover. I'm like. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that game. I mean, if you there is not any way that would this game turn out that would surprise me. We like I said this week and next week, if we lost by thirty points, I don't know if I wake up surprised. I, I mean I'm hoping I'm wrong. I think I'm gonna be wrong. I think this team's chemistry they're talking about not being sad after Wisconsin after that heartbreaking. They're yeah. mad. They yeah. felt they have a national championship caliber team. I don't know if we do or not, but the team feels that way. They're going to come out and give it all they got. That's why. That's why I'm taking seventeen which points. Is, which oh, is, yeah. Which is, yeah. That's all the more reason to me that I think you. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to blow us out. Seventeen points is a lot to win. To, to win by, especially against a team that isn't really giving up a lot of points. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're only giving up eighteen points a game, and I understand they'll probably score more than eighteen points, but they're not going to shut us out either. But you know what? Our defense is good, and they haven't been playing very well. We just talked about they're they not haven't. scoring a lot of points. 
I mean, if they have 17 points, what, what, are they going to hold us to 10 points? No, I, they, they, it could click first, tomorrow. Their first four games, they were averaging 56 points a game. The last four, they're averaging like 27 points a game, I think it is. Yeah. But if you take away that overtime touchdown against Wisconsin, they're actually averaging like 23 points a game. And I think our defense is just as good as uh, Wisconsin's, right? Am, am I? Um, I I don't know if it's just as good. I think we match up differently. I think the nice thing about our defense is our secondary is really good. And you know, Wisconsin, the thing that we struggled against is the way they ran their offense. They were used to getting that three to four, and they had the speed. I mean. They, they did a good job eliminating mistakes. J.T. Barrett isn't that careful with the ball. There's a lot of Tommy Armstrong and J.T. Barrett. Yeah, Granted, J.T. Barrett's been better throughout his career, but, you know, I mean, the, the, the fear in the Husker me is, I mean, this, this team's offense is Oregon caliber, but they have a defense to go along with it. I mean, you know, us, us keeping them under 30 points is going to be a struggle, which I think we could do, but... I mean, we, we need our defense to get plays. We need them to get interceptions in it. Well, I They've think done it all so, years, so we can see it again. Let, let me ask one quick question from you guys. That I'm just curious to know what your guys' thoughts are on it. Do you think that Tim Beck helps them out at all with the insight of Armstrong and how to defend Armstrong? Uh, Do you think he gives them any advantage at all just for, for the – knowledge that he has i never actually that's never an interesting take that. i haven't thought about that but um you know my whole thing on tommy is i don't think when tommy is on i don't think you can beat him it's just tommy is either on or he's off and i i i don't know i i just i don't think it's a matter of their scheme against tommy i think the, the book's pretty much out on him yeah, it's okay. I, I I don't know about the the Tim Beck insight. You know, anytime he tries to give insight when he was the offensive coordinator, they really sucked and they went through terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> so I don't think he knows a lot about quarterbacking, as it turns out. When you got uh, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, and uh, J T. Barrett there, he he just made that a complete disaster. But yeah, I. What can I say? I'm going with Nebraska. You sound so convinced. I, uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's just like what everybody else is thinking. You know, they they want to see Nebraska win. They think they can do it, but when they really think about it, it's like, golly, I don't know if we can. It's well, it's my whole thing is okay. Wisconsin, Northwestern just played there and was tied going into the fourth quarter. I mean. Do I think we are at least as good as Northwestern, if not better? I mean, we beat them by 10 points, and we should have beat them by three touchdowns. I mean, I, I, I will say I just, this. If we, go, if we go into the fourth quarter within a touchdown of Ohio State, I think we can win that game. If we go into that game tied in the fourth quarter with Ohio State, I think we win that game. I agree. Yeah, I mean. I 100% we're still continuing this fourth uh, quarter dominance. Uh, the, here's the thing, though, you know, if uh, we're spotting them 24 points in the, uh, at halftime, uh, I don't know if we can climb out of that. We're going to have to keep yeah, it close I, to I, halftime. I agree. 
but it's getting late guys uh we gotta wrap this up uh remember to follow the husker cuzcast on twitter and and on podbean friend us on facebook send us questions and comments remember to participate in the weekly score prediction contest on our facebook page and on behalf of derek and tyler we want to thank everybody for listening and we'll do it again next wednesday and as always go big red